Shalom, and thank you for listening to the weekly teaching from Nachamu Ami. It's our honor that you've chosen to participate virtually, and we hope that this lesson will be an inspiration in your daily walk. Don't miss a single teaching. Be sure to download the Nachamu Ami app by visiting our website at www.makeandmessianic.com and clicking the Download the App button in the top left corner. Enjoy the message. So, how was everyone's week? It's behind us. It's kind of a moot point. However, uh, God willing, another one's going to start tonight around sundown. So, we have them to continue to work through. But, how was your week? It was good? I'm glad for you. My week was not awesome, uh, and those things happen, but, you know, one of the great feelings for me as the leader and the teacher, the lead teacher, is when I have my sermon complete, when my teaching is complete early in the week, and I know that I'm on the right path and all the other things that come and confuse and distract and take time and all that. In the back of my mind, I know that I've got the teaching there. And so come Friday, I work on it all through the week a little bit, and come Friday, it's time to put all the pieces together and really present it, figure out what it is that I'm saying to you and why. And that happens, and I go home, and I enjoy Shabbat dinner with my family, and then I come here, and I give you that teaching, just as I planned it. And that was this week, actually, because I had a really, really busy, horribly busy, like, difficult week, but my message was planned. Friday, I got here, I put it all together, and it crumbled to pieces before my eyes which that's happened before, but for some reason this time I kept driving. God, I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I know what, I know what I'm going to say. I know what you want me to say. I'll try this avenue. Nope. This one. Nope. This one. But I had all these great thoughts. God, I really had it together. No. And the only peace I found on Friday was when I closed the book and said, I'll let you have it then. And that does not leave me with a great feeling of comfort for a control freak. That is so the opposite of how our relationship with God should be. When we face the unknown, we should have the greatest solace and comfort in the fact that if we don't know, he surely does. And he's allowed us to not know so that sometimes we'll just follow his plan and his path. So with that said, what do you want to talk about? I do have some thoughts, but again, if I'm honest with you, I just really don't have much of an idea how they go together. So uh, I was listening to a talk on great communication this week, and it listed like these five points, and these are all the things you need to do. And I think that actually is what totally screwed me up, because then I was reading through the message I had, and I said, it doesn't do any of those five things. 
So I don't have five things. I don't have three things. As a matter of fact, I don't have one cohesive thing. But we're going to talk about something that is, takes up more space in the Torah than any other thing. God spends more time, more ink, more words, more details in the Torah and the book of Exodus on constructing the tabernacle than anything else. And this week in Parsha Pekudeh, it's complete. And Moses goes and he blesses the children of Israel and, and he looks and he says, this is good. It's kind of like when God created the world and he looked at his creation and said, this is good. Moses said, looks good. And he blessed the children of Israel. The challenge is we don't actually get to ever see what that blessing really was or do we? And I'll come back to that because the song we sang today, wanders in this wilderness. It's the only psalm in all of the psalms attributed to the man of God, Moses. And the sages of Israel connect that to Moses' blessing of the children of Israel at the completion of the tabernacle, where at the end of it he says, may the pleasantness of the Lord dwell among us. May he bless the work of our hands. Indeed, may he bless the work of our hands. But the biggest question I come back to is with all of that information and all these other things about building the tabernacle and the mess that happened with the golden calf and every other thing, why? Why couldn't God just do it himself? And what is it about places anyway with us? Like we always create these these special places, holy places. There's one in Rome, very holy for some people. There's one in Jerusalem, very holy. There's one in Mecca, very holy for them. We create these sacred places. And last week I talked to you about sacred time. And we talked about the space-time continuum And we talked about, I read that article from Wikipedia, which explained it all to you, and we left totally in agreement about only Sharon understood one word of what I read from that Wikipedia article. And so, but the thing is, what I realized this week is, why did God need them to build the tabernacle? And it actually goes right along with the space-time continuum. And I asked you last week, which is more important, space or time? Which one was? We talked about time being more important, the Shabbat, the sanctuary of time, because without it, without interaction and being in God's presence, the rest of it doesn't matter. But we talked about Uh, the sanctuary of space, which the symbol of the sanctuary of space is the tabernacle. It was the holy place. It was where God came and consecrated and his presence dwelt there. And so that seems pretty important too. But the problem is I've misled you all along because neither space 
nor time actually matters without the third element. And that third element is the center of the universe. Wow, this sounds like you dropped a hit of acid, Damien. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about? In this world, in this world where everything we do revolves around us and we, we are a self-consumed society and all we can do is think about what is in it for us. I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not saying that's anyone in this room, but I am saying it's humanity. Are you human? Huh. By the transitive property. but I'm going to give you some refreshing news for all of us self-serving folks. You ready for this? You're going to love it. Space and time matter nothing without the third element. The center of the universe. Do you know what that is, Lance? You. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and everybody in here. So feel free to love yourself, as Justin Bieber said, because you are the center of the universe. Actually not. You are the center of God's universe. Now what are you really talking about, Damien? Here's what I'm talking about. Why did Israel need to build the tabernacle? It's in the journey. It's in the building where we find the connection to God. It is in the doing. It is in the living. And I will say this, and this is maybe tangential, but you see, we were given a job in Genesis 2. When Adam was created, Genesis 2 said, the Lord made him And then he placed him in the garden and he gave him two instructions. Do you know what they were? Work it and take care of it. Work it and guard it. Work it and protect it. And that was the world. The Gan Eden, it was the world. God created this beautiful thing and gave it to Adam and said, here, have this, work it. Love it, live it, take care of it. And how did that go? He didn't make it one day. Because there is something to be said for investment. When we do a Bible study here, any study, when we do anything here, we almost never do it without asking you to pay something for it. And not for the stereotypical Jewish money reason. It's because without investment, you don't invest. That's it. Hey, here's a Bible study book. It's free. Why don't you come and come to the weekly class? Hmm, I don't feel like it. When you pay, you show up. God did not just drop the tabernacle down from heaven and say, here you go, let's give this another shot. But it is actually another shot. It's actually another shot at what failed in the garden. Because God said, look, 
He didn't even say. He was there. He was walking with them. God's presence surrounded Adam and Eve. And then they blew it. And so God rewrites the documents. And God gives this, this, this marriage agreement on Mount Sinai. And he says, here, do these things. And I am going to dwell there. It's a second chance, the tabernacle. But God says, I'm not just giving it to you. You're going to work for it. You're going to invest. And I'm going to tell you something that's also contrary to probably 2,000 years, 1,800 years minimum of Christian teaching. There is something to be said for works. How you define works matters significantly, but there is most definitely something to be said for works. Now, God told the people in Hebrew, he said, build me a sanctuary that I may dwell in it, among it. What did he say? Anyone remember the exact, not in Hebrew, but in English? Anyone remember what he said? Among them. Now, it says, which means if he were talking about building the tabernacle and then his purpose was to dwell in it, the Hebrew does not say, the Hebrew says, I will dwell in it. But he does not say that. He says, Buy your building, invest, bring, and they did, and they brought, and they brought, and they brought, and God and Bezazel and Aholiab said, that's enough, we got what we need, we're investing, and God said, I will dwell in them, in them, not in it, because the truth of the matter is, God was not homeless. He didn't need a new posh apartment. And for that matter, the tabernacle wasn't very posh. It was made out of like animal skins. He was not homeless. He wanted his people to encounter him. And in the journey, because God also, that, that's, so this sanctuary in space, like this, the, the tabernacle, oh, it's so holy, it's so holy, it's so holy, it's so holy, the temple, it's so holy. None of it's holy without you. And the Shabbat, God declares the Shabbat holy in Genesis 2. It's the first thing he says, that's holy. Okay, without you, so What? He gives you the command to remember and observe the Shabbat. Why? Because you are at the center of his universe. Gosh, that sounds so self-serving. Have you read John 3.16? 
He didn't need the Shabbat for him. He didn't need the tabernacle for him. But you need the things that come from investing in your relationship with God. Obviously, Damien, I know that. But you don't really know that. The world doesn't really know that. Do you know why? Because I'll jump back to my podcast with my friend, Matt, where we were talking about righteousness and we talked about that famous filthy rags text in Isaiah. My best is but a filthy rag. And you know the the literal translation of that. Do you know how filthy, real filthy? And so the world says... The very best you can do, John, God doesn't even want to think about it. Like, you, you have absolutely no chance at righteousness apart from Yeshua, okay? That's what I had this conversation with, with my friend. And I, I said to him, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that holiness and the pursuit of doing things for God. Do you know what righteousness means? Righteousness translates down to two words, right action. It means, and there's a lot more in depth that goes with the word righteousness. But some people right now are getting very confused because they're saying, what I think I hear him saying is that I don't actually need Yeshua. That's not what I'm saying because there is a massive difference between righteousness and holy righteous, W-H-O-L-L-Y, entirely righteous. There's a difference between righteousness and the pursuit thereof and entirely righteous, and I will let you in on the secret, you can't get to this one without him. Because you, 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 can't, you can't enter into the presence of God without the covering of the blood of atonement that comes from Yeshua. And no one on earth can ever be perfect. I mean, that's just impossible I want to remind you of two words. If anyone ever, ever, ever tells you, and these are the James, these are the James people as well. The James who says, if you break one, you broke them all. You're going to hell. Don't even try. Two names. Remember John? You remember uh, Yohanan the Immerser's parents' names? Yeah, Zechariah and Elisheva, right? Do you know what the, what the New Testament, not the Old Testament, not the prophets, not the Torah, you know what the New Testament says about Zechariah and Elisheva? Holy, righteous, and blameless before the Lord. It can't be done, man. It was done. That does not mean they're entering into the eternal world and to the world to come without the covering of Yeshua. But what they are doing is they are building a sanctuary in space. Do you know what the most important sanctuary in space is beyond the tabernacle, beyond the temple? It's you. It's still you. And this message is all about you. You should love it. 
1 Corinthians 3, don't you know that you are a temple of God in which is housed the Ruach HaKodesh? And you see, every day you have the opportunity through doing to build something beautiful and wonderful. Yeshua called this, do not store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but instead store up treasures in heaven, right? Now, I jumped off, and I want to say this, though, because this is so, so, so vitally important about how important God thinks it is that you do things. Do things. Yeshua says in chapter 6 of the book of Matthew, don't parade your acts of righteousness, right? So clearly that would mean that we shouldn't do things that where we're trying to act righteous. Like, why would we? The be- our best is a filthy rag, and if we don't, do, if we don't get it all right, we're, we're, we're destined for hell anyway. Why would we even try? And Yeshua confirms this and says, beware of practicing your righteousness before others. Damien, why are you standing up there telling me about the importance of doing things, of living a holy life? Because actually this is what this is about. Actually, I'm calling you to a standard of righteousness and holiness that I don't live up to, and you probably don't either. But there's a clarification that needs to happen in this, and this is, this is my friend saying, see, Damien, I don't believe that, that works promote holiness. I don't believe that, and I do. Yeshua says, beware of practicing your righteousness before others to be seen by them. You have to put that in there. Beware of practicing your acts of righteousness before others to be seen by them. There are two massively important components of why we do the things we do. We do them because God has commanded us to do them. This is the power and the, 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 the meaning behind the idea when we say, Baruch Atarunayelohainamelachalam, And then, what does that mean? Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by his commandments and commanded us to blank. That's Judaism, Damien. That's prior to Yeshua. That's legalism. That's that's Judaism, like thinking that you can get to heaven by doing all these things. And so God told me to do this and told me to do that. No, no. Wrong. God gives us commandments that sanctify us and lead us to righteousness. A righteousness which you daily should be pursuing. But that's legalism. No, it's not. Yeshua says, don't do these things to be seen by others, but please do them. He then goes on to talk about fasting, about giving to the poor, about all the things that we should actually be doing that are acts of pursuing righteousness. Now,
when God said to Israel, build me a tabernacle and I'll dwell in you. That translates right down the line to you today in Yeshua. Yeshua himself, your master, your rabbi, your Messiah, told you, build, build out there in the world, repair the world, make disciples, work, do things. And, and you have the Ruach HaKodesh in you. I will dwell with you. And every single time, I think, that we invest our lives in building the kingdom and perform and do things in the world, God dwells more and more and more within us. And we are transformed. Do these things for the kingdom of heaven. It's in, it's in the journey it's in the process of doing, and it's in the process of doing it with the proper intention. Not to be seen by others. There's a, there's a, there's a ruling that says if, two, if, if an atheist writes a Torah scroll, if an atheist writes a Torah scroll and it contains the name of God and it's all written out and it's perfect, in Judaism you can never desecrate a sacred article, or something that contains the name of God within it. But there's a ruling in Judaism that says, if a Torah scroll is written by an atheist, it is to be taken out and burned. Now, if you put those two Torah scrolls on either side, and one was written by a godly person pursuing righteousness, and one was written by an atheist, you wouldn't know the difference would you? But God does, and he knows the intention, and that's exactly what Yeshua is talking about. When he asks us to be doing things, be active with the proper action and with the proper intention. And there's actually a great thing from Yeshua that brings this home to us. Four words. I never knew you. You cannot just do it to do it. It requires a heart investment. And that is what the people brought to the building of the tabernacle. And God knew if it dropped down out of heaven, they have no appreciation for it. Instead, they invest their everything, everything they have to make it so that God's presence will be with them. And in our lives, as our third chance, because the tabernacle thing didn't work out either, we blew that in terms of having the presence of God with us. So the third time and three is a good number. God actually did drop it out of heaven. Again. And it is found in Mashiach. We do the things 
that God has asked us to do because in the doing, in the journey, is growing close. And Moses says, bless the work of our hands. And there's a really cool midrash that I'm not going to go into that talks about how, so that the, so that the pleasantness of God may rest upon us. And the pleasantness of God, he compa- it compares this to Psalm 27. You can go back and read these later. It, it ultimately arrives at the fact that the pleasantness of God is the presence of God. And so Moses' blessing to the children of Israel upon completing the tabernacle is, may his presence rest in the work of our hands. That is the exact calling to you today of your Messiah. Irvin, please, pursue acts of righteousness. And in so doing, you will be sanctified. And may the presence, may the power and presence of Almighty God rest in the works of our hands. Why must we do it? Because it can't be given. Space and time, who cares without you? You hold it all together. God created this world for you. He created sacred spaces for you, and there are sacred spaces. The wall in Jerusalem, if you've ever been there, it's a sacred space. Jerusalem in and of itself is a sacred space. But sacred spaces mean nothing without your action. Mount Sinai, encounter with God, the presence of God drops down three days later, cows are grazing on it. I went to Israel. I walked the, I walked the streets where Jesus walked. Great. What did you do when you got home? How were you different? How did encountering a sacred space make you different? And therefore, as Moses prays for his people, the children of Israel, in the things that you do, may the power and presence of God rest in your hands. That doesn't mean to control him. It means that he's running the show. So I say to you, For us, may the power and presence of God Almighty rest among us and in us and in the work of our hands. Shabbat Shalom. We hope you enjoyed the weekly teaching. We'd love to hear from you with a comment, a prayer request, or questions you might have. We believe the mission and message of Messianic Judaism is something the world needs now. If you enjoy these teachings, would you consider financially supporting the work of Nachamu Ami by visiting our website at www.makeandmessianic.com and clicking the Give Online button in the upper right corner. Thank you again for listening.